BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Yo, next round is about to start. You ready? Yeah, yeah, just shopping for a car in Carvana. For real? Yeah, Carvana makes it super convenient to shop whenever, wherever. For real? That's a ton of car options. Yep, and these are all within my price range. For really real? You can afford that? Yeah, with Carvana. And boom, just like that, I'm getting it delivered in a couple days. For really, really real? You just bought a car. For real, and you just lost. My turn. Visit Carvana.com to shop for thousands of vehicles under $20,000. If you are an accredited investor, U.S. oil and gas should be part of your investment portfolio. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. Beyond the possibility to invest in a sector that historically delivers sound returns, when you invest with Labrador Energy, you may be able to structure your investment to offset active or passive income. According to many sources, U.S. oil and gas drilling remains one of the best tax-advantaged income investments available. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. You may be able to reduce your tax liability while investing in a sector that historically delivers sound returns. Learn more at LabradorEnergy.com today. Offer for accredited investors only. Past performance is no indication of future results. Investing involves risk. Consult your legal, tax, and financial advisors and read the prospectus before making any investment decisions. Visit LabradorEnergy.com for the prospectus and more information. You don't have to dip forever. You know that, right? You don't have to smoke forever. And the reason I say it like that is I have been that guy. I, I've been that guy. I dipped for so long. And what would happen is I would decide I'm going to quit. Oh, that's bad for me. I'm going to quit. I'm a man. I don't need any help. I'm just going to quit cold turkey. And I would fail time and time and time again. I tried things like the patch. That didn't work. Gum. Sunflower seeds. I, I tried it all. It's just a matter of finding the right thing to help you quit. That's Jake's Mint Chew. Go, put in your dip. Just make sure it's Jake's Mint Chew. It's tobacco-free. It's nicotine-free. It's even sugar-free. And I highly recommend, just a personal choice, I highly recommend their CBD pouches because it really helps take that extra edge off. Get a jakesmintchew.com. That's jakesmintchew.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE at checkout. When you do that, you get 10% off.
This is The Jesse Kelly Show. You know, I have always found it fascinating what gets publicity and what doesn't get publicity. And the reasons why. And it's never it's never an easy answer. Like today, it's easy. In America, it's pretty easy to figure out what's going to get a ton of publicity and what's not going to get any publicity. Because, let's be honest, once the American media fully merged with the Democratic Party... What's going to get a ton of publicity is whatever makes Democrats look good and whatever makes Republicans look bad. And what's going to get no publicity at all is whatever makes Democrats look bad and whatever makes Republicans look good. That's just the way it works now. Let's be frank. If an illegal immigrant murders somebody, that's going to be on page 26 on the local Jerkwater News channel and you'll never hear about it again. A white cop kills a black dude in Minneapolis, we'll burn down the country for three weeks. That's how it works. Unfair, yes, but life's unfair. That's how it works. But historically, I'm always amazed at how little information is out there on the things that don't get all the pub. The American war in the Pacific during World War II, us versus Japan, Japan in general, forget about us versus Japan, Japan in general, is such a fascinating conflict. It is amazing. And you know what's amazing? Before I was, I was looking into today's show because I really wanted to do something on the Bataan Death March, which people don't really know anything about beyond the name. I mean, half the people hear about the Bataan Death March and they think it's called that because they use batons. I'm not criticizing you. It's just, it is amazing to me how little information there is on major conflicts. I went looking for, because I did a bunch of reading on it and finally I kicked back last night and I tend to obsess on things when I'm looking into it. Now I wanted even more. I, I go to three, four, five different sources whenever I'm looking at this stuff. So I decided to pull up Amazon Prime because they have a, a gargantuan documentary section and see if I could just, you know, kick back for a little while and find a little Baton Death March. Maybe just flat out war in the Philippines, anything like that documentary. So I go searching for Baton and, oh gosh, there's, well, there's a, Hollywood movie John Wayne did in like the 60s. Okay, that's a little strange. All right, not a single documentary on just Baton. There's a couple. Oh, okay, here we got a couple World War II documentaries. That should be it. Wait, no, they just barely mentioned it in this one. Then they move along. That's weird. Oh, oh, here we go. Here we go. There's one on specifically World War II, War in the Pacific. Oh, that'll be it. Oh, nice. The first episode's on Pearl Harbor. That's good. Wait, the second one on Guadalcanal? Wait, what? You just skipped the whole film? I spent 45 minutes last night 
45 minutes last night. Looking for, I mean, nothing major. 15, 20 minutes of a documentary on the Bataan Death March, Manila, the Philippines. Nothing. Nothing. And even, what's amazing, in my search for World War II, War in the Pacific, Bataan Death March, I would get 90 suggestions. You know how they put the suggestions up there for, well, here's something similar for Hitler. Hitler and the Nazis. Hitler and the invasion of Russia. Hitler and the Holocaust. The Holocaust. Himmler. Hitler. Now, I realize that's a huge part of history, but... It really is. It's 95% of the material out there. It blows me away. Maybe I'm the weirdo. Clearly, I'm the weirdo. Is it just me, Chris? the, the, The Pacific part is fascinating. The Japanese during this time, I mean, in now, but during this time, completely fascinating. Horrific, kind of awesome, kind of hard to describe. And you know, because we've talked about this before, how much I kind of like them during this time. I I, like I'm not kind of like them. I find that I find them to be fascinating. But I will tell you, in doing my reading for this one, I felt a lot of hatred. Not gonna lie. I went from kind of being fascinated as a dispassionate looker of history to looking at them at that time and feeling hatred. And you'll find out why in a few. But I will I will tell you this, and I realize there are few of these opportunities left because those old timers are all about dead now. But if you ever get a chance to sit down and have honest conversations with World War II vets, do it. I have had, just because of what I do for a living, multiple opportunities to do something like that, and it is awesome. And you know, one of the weirdest things ever, I don't know if weird is even the right way to put it, to a man, these guys, Army, Navy, Marines, Germany, wherever they were, Pacific, whatever they were, to a man... They are the kindest old souls you'll ever meet in your life. Just kind, sweet human beings. Speak fondly of their comrades. Speak very fondly with some admiration for the Germans they fought against. Now, not the Nazis. If you ever get one who sprung loose a bunch of prisoners from the Holocaust camps, you can tell they they it affected them greatly. But remember, every German soldier of World War II was not some card-carrying, Jew-hating Nazi. There were just a lot of German soldiers who were in the German army, and Hitler kicks off a war. As a soldier, you don't get to say, I'm really not comfortable with your racial views. I'm going to go home. That's not how it works, people. However, there's a gigantic but to all that. To this day, and most of these old timers were, gosh, I'm totally guessing here, 80s when I talked to them. To this day, 
you bring up the Japanese, there is a simmering hatred, rage there that has been there for decades, and you know they will take to their grave. How is that possible? How does that happen when it's somebody who has set aside all the old things, has lived a great long life, almost universally these guys have moved on, have families, kids, grandkids, great-grandkids, celebrated everywhere they go in their U.S. Army hat. Just good old-timers, but you bring up the Japanese, or they on their own, because most of the time it has to be on their own, they start talking about the Japanese. There's a bitterness there, a hatred there. And it can be hard to wrap your mind around until you start reading about it and hearing about it. And then, to be honest, you wonder how they didn't die from bitterness. Hang on. It's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday, 877-377-4373. We're going to finish our story, and then we're going to have some fun. Hang on. Is he smarter than everyone? Who knows? Does he think so? Yeah. The Jesse Kelly Show. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. And before I get to everything else about gold and silver and whatnot, I just need to dwell on that for a moment. I come from the private business world. I didn't grow up doing it radio and TV and these things. An A-plus rating is extremely difficult to obtain. And I don't know if I was going to hand over my finances to somebody. I don't know that I'd want to hand it over to anyone who didn't have an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. Birch Gold does. And they deal in gold and silver. You know how long gold and silver have been worth something forever. The stock market is due to burst. Gold is currently at an eight-year high. Roll your 401k or IRA over into a precious metals IRA. Or at least go to birchgold.com slash jesse and get a free 20-page kit on how to do so. Birchgold.com slash jesse. Again, it's funny what gets to publicity. Who Everybody knows the date of Pearl Harbor, right? Everybody. I, I, I assume 99% of my audience can name that date right now. Chris can probably even name it, and he's an idiot. Chris? Nailed it. First shot. December 7th, 1941. Everyone can hear FDR's voice. December 7th, 1941. A date that will live in infamy. Do you know a bigger attack came on December 8th on our guys in the Philippines 
and wiped out half of the air power America had in the Philippines? No one even knows about it. Again, it's wild what gets the publicity. So here's what happened. Quick recap, because we're not going to take forever on the, on the history today. We're not, Chris. We're not. I have a million Ask Dr. Jesse questions. I have a million articles. I have two incredible guests talking about some off-the-wall stuff today. I just don't have time to go forever on this. But quick recap. My audience knows this well anyway. Japan decides that they're going to come into the modern age and muscle up. They build up a huge economy, a huge military. They are now very much a modern power. They begin to invade, push their way into China, kind of invited, kind of not. Seize control of an area that expands to other areas. Japan is on the move. Japan at this time is also incredibly You could call it racist. I just hate that word. I mean, they were certainly racist. They felt that they were superior to all other people and other people were inferior. Again, that's not an insult to Japan. We felt the same way about them and black people and everyone else. That's just the history of the world. We look down on them. They look down on us. People look down on people who are different than them. But that played a big part of it. They felt like they were supposed to rule the world. And... If I can make excuses for the people I'm upset with this morning because I did too much reading on it last night. When it comes to atrocities, the endless atrocities committed by the Japanese in World War II, I will simply say this. Japan may have advanced technologically and militarily, and they they advanced their economy, and they advanced all these things really quickly. They went and copied this country and that country, and they brought in German military advisors, and let's get better at this and get better at that. However, Japan, remember, was relatively closed off from the world for centuries. They started out late 1800s, mid-1800s time two or three centuries behind. So if you have to make any excuse for the absolute barbarism, horrific acts uh, done by the Japanese in World War II, the excuse you can make, you can call it an excuse, you can call it a reason, it is kind of true. Japan hadn't come along Morally, is that how you want to put it? As a society hadn't joined the rest of the world and what the rest of the world saw as barbaric. You see, these things we're going to talk about, Japan did. Yes, horrific. Horrific. Like like I said, by the time the show's over today, you're probably going to be mad at them. Keep in mind, we keep perspective on the show. The things they did were not horrific or unheard of at pretty much any other point in the history of mankind. You and I hear about the things done to American and Filipino troops on the Bataan death march, and we think, oh, I could choke somebody right now. How could you do that to our people? You tell Genghis Khan what the Japanese did 
on the Baton Death March, he probably says, well, "Why did he let? Why did they let so many of them live?" Even if you're going to set aside Genghis Khan, people, anybody in the 1400s, hear about a Japanese soldier bayoneting an American soldier for using the bathroom, do you think they really think, ah, that's a war crime? Or do you think they think, ah, yeah, that's what happens when you lose. I know it sounds like I'm making an excuse for them, but I'm telling you, That is 100% part of it. They had this Bushido code thing that hadn't come along as quickly as everyone else's came along with. You may have a modern gun and modern tactics in a modern economy. You do not have a modern sense of what the rest of the world sees as horrific and barbaric. And if we're being honest... Part of the bitterness I heard personally from the mouths of World War II Japanese veterans, part of the everlasting bitterness is this. Japan to this day will not acknowledge these these atrocities. You know how Germany has gone so far over the top to apologize for Hitler and apologize for the Holocaust and apologize for Nazism. And they still do it today way too much. Okay, you got it. You said sorry. We'll move on. Japan to this day, they'll teach World War II to their kids in class. They talk about how great Japan was and how great Japan did. You and I can criticize that, but before you criticize that too hard, let me ask you something. Even if you have to really, really whitewash your history, would you rather your school system teach its kids about the greatness of your country, or would you rather it go the route of the American school system and teach all its kids about how badly your country sucks? You'd like them to try to split the difference, right? Maybe just listen to my show every day, if I may say so. Don't I try to do that? But countries tend to err on that one way or the other. You can dislike the way Japan still does it to this day. I say it's far superior to ours. At least they're not committing national suicide by training the next generation that America sucks so bad it should be brought down. And that is what we're doing. Back to the Philippines. It was a highly, highly coordinated action. We think of Pearl Harbor as a singular event, but that's just because it happened on our soil. Remember, the Japanese had planned mass invasions across the South Pacific for a long time leading up to Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor was simply, to them, one prong of a massive attack. I'm not going to discount it for them. They knew it was a massive prong. They knew crippling us in the Pacific to give them time to dig in in the other Pacific islands was was their only chance to beat us in war. It was their only chance. They knew it was a Hail Mary pass. You can make fun of them all day for, for being idiots. It was their only chance, and they knew that. It's not like they thought, <laughs> we got them now. They thought, I mean, it's the only shot we got. Go big haymaker, see if it lands. 
is it's our Hail Mary. But the day after Pearl Harbor, within 24 to 48 hours after Pearl Harbor, there were multiple landings on islands all over the Pacific of Japanese invading virtually simultaneously. Thank you. Japan bombs Pearl Harbor. Douglas MacArthur is in charge over in the Philippines. Gets word, obviously, uh, we've been attacked by Japan. We're declaring war on Japan. Now is when things get really, really, really muddled as to what actually happened. And the reason I say they get muddled is you get different stories from different people and that almost universally means somebody is lying trying to cover their rear end. Here's what we do know for a fact. Now, this didn't get declassified until later. FDR knew three days before Pearl Harbor that Japan was acting extremely aggressively, even though Japan was pretty slick about it. You can't move that many things militarily across the globe without people finding out. He got told specifically Hawaii was in danger three days before Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor happens. Word gets to MacArthur. We've been attacked. MacArthur supposedly tells his airfield over there. It's Clark. This is the Army Air Corps. This is pre-Air Force. It's called the Army Air Corps. Tells Clark Air Force Base over there in the Philippines to keep half of your airplanes in the sky at all times because a Japanese attack is imminent. Again, he is told it is imminent. Not a maybe, not 25%. The Japanese are coming. Keep half your airplanes in the sky. The Japanese showed up nine hours later, and every single airplane was on the ground. Now, ladies and gentlemen, what's that old saying? Don't pee down my back and tell me it's raining. Don't tell me Douglas MacArthur issued an order for half the planes to be in the sky at all times and everyone to be on high alert and every plane being on the ground. I have seen men pick rocks up out of the desert because a general didn't like the way the landscape worked. When a general issues an order, fly the planes into the sky. In the military, you do not say, I'm not into it, actually. Maybe tomorrow. Especially somebody that high up who you know with the snap of his fingers can destroy your career. You act and you act in an extreme way. He says get half the planes up, you get 75% of them up. Look what I did, General. Look what I did. The Japanese find us completely flat-footed. Boom. 
half our Army Air Corps over there in the Philippines, gone. B-17 flying fortresses, gone. Fighter planes, observation planes, gone. Then, remember, it's hard to fight a war right off the bat when they're ready and you're not. Plus, our military was really, really rotting from the inside because, remember, we were in a massive, massive economic hole, had this Great Depression thing going. FDR was screwing everything up even though we completely rewrote the history books and acted like he pulled us out of it. Prior to World War II, he was making everything worse. And as such, the money wasn't there for the military. And when the money's not there for the military, you and I don't really care right now. Right? I mean, who cares? It's it's not really affecting you. Whatever. I'm going to eat some breakfast tacos. Not my problem. All of a sudden, you're in a war. You happen to care a lot more. Why does this matter? Oh, I don't know. Maybe because you have some, some submarines over there. These submarines come across a massive fleet of Japanese troop carriers heading towards Manila. But, oh, no big deal. They can't really stop your subs. You'll be fine. Let's start blowing them out of the water with our torpedoes. Sounds good. Torpedo launch. Clunk. Bounces off the side of a boat. Oh, that's weird. Must have been a dud. Let's do another torpedo launch, clunk, torpedo launch, clunk. You see our entire torpedo stock had bad detonators. It was a poorly designed piece of munitions. They kept bouncing off the side of the Japanese boats without detonating and sinking to the bottom of the ocean. All those troops on the way to fight our guys and the Filipino guys. Could have been in the water. Instead, they roll on through. Now, Manila, you can pull up a map to this day and see it's kind of in, you know what, let's do this together. Pull up your phone. Let us pull up a map of Manila. Hold on, Chris. I forget how to spell it. A-N-M-A-N-I-L-A Manila Philippines. That's not how you spell it. Oh, here we go. M-A-N-I-L-A. Dang, God, I'm smart. You can pull up Manila and you will see it's inside of this gigantic bay. It's on one of the islands in the Philippines. People get confused sometimes because you haven't been there, neither have I. Well, not to the Philippines specifically. I've been to this area. About how many islands there are over there. We hit the big ones, right? Oh, you got Australia, and there's New Guinea. We remember all the ones we fought on in World War II, right? Wake Island. Oh, that's Guadalcanal. We, we get all that. Do you know the Philippines alone? Chris, take a wild guess how many islands the Philippines alone has. Chris says 50. Go higher, Chris. Go higher, Chris. He says 100. He said it's not 1,000. You're right, Chris. It's not 1,000. It's actually 7,600. Like I said, we, we, it's easy, out of sight, out of mind. You don't know. I don't know. But you get in that area, they're everywhere. Big ones, small ones, they're everywhere. And this is one of them. And Manila sits in this little bay. And if you're doing your homework assignment as we talk right now and you're looking on your Google Maps at Manila and you look to your left, look to the west, and what do you see in that bay? You see a gigantic 
Peninsula. This gigantic peninsula is where our Bataan Death March really is going to begin. I'm going to I'm going to gloss over some of this Manila fighting. I'm going to get to the point where U.S. troops they're fighting and they're fighting their guts out, and there was a plan for them to go to that peninsula. Because it's easier to defend. Now, granted, you must have reinforcements and supplies coming by water in to resupply you. But, you know, when you give your enemy really only one way to come at you, that's a much better place to defend. Plus, we had lost air cover because they wiped out our air force. And that peninsula you're looking at on on your little map on your phone, it's covered in jungle and it's covered in mountains. Much easier to defend in that. Much easier to keep yourself from getting bombed. The Japanese forces are pushing. We are fighting tooth and nail. And it should be said because we only focus on the surrender at the end. We made them feel it. Our boys... You're an American cheering right now. You got a lot to feel proud about. The Japanese were feeling pain. The Japanese commander in charge was getting yelled at a lot. What are you doing? Why is it taking so long? Because the Americans were fighting. Tactically retreating. Dig in, fight tooth and nail, retreat. Dig in, fight tooth and nail, retreat. However, remember what I said about the resupply, about the need for manpower and food and resources. It was months away in America and the Japanese fleet owned the ocean. There was no help coming. They were doomed. Feeling a little stocky? Follow, like, and subscribe on social at Jesse Kelly DC. Do you leave your windows open at night, your doors unlocked at night? You don't, do you? Well, no, because you actually care about the security of your home. What if somebody's out there right now in Cyberland going after your finances? Would you just leave it way unlocked? Or do you think maybe you should take some steps to protect yourself? You know home title theft is the cybercrime out there right now. It is big, big business. These crooks get online where your home title is now. They get a hold of it. They get your signature on it. They can do all this stuff themselves. And before you know it, they're taking out a loan against your home title, and you are on the hook to pay it back. That's happening everywhere. Protect yourself. Go to HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com. Don't forget to use the code JESSE. Get you 30 days for free.
Now, our guys do what they can. It should be noted, I want to give just a slight shout out here to the Angels of Baton, they're known as. There was a bunch of women, nurses, who were serving, treating some of the most horrific injuries you can imagine. And many of them were offered to bail because there were enough boats to grab a few people and take them out, and most of them stayed. General MacArthur didn't stay. General MacArthur, who was on Bataan, Bataan, got picked up by a PT boat, cruised on off the island. You know that famous MacArthur, I will return speech? He gave that speech from Australia in a radio broadcast after all of his men were left on Bataan to die. A lot of people defend it. A lot of people are horrified by it. As you can probably tell, I am horrified by it. You stay, you stand side by side, and you die when your men die. That's military leadership. I don't want to hear about how important and special you are. You don't hitch a ride. You say, I'm not leaving my men. That's leadership. Now, a man named King, he's a general. It's complicated. He wasn't really in charge. Wainwright was really the guy in charge, but King is kind of in charge. It's it's, it's complicated. But King arranges a meeting with the Japanese number two man. They have a meeting. They essentially say, yeah, sure. Surrender. It's time to surrender. You must surrender. Now, keep in mind, our guys have fought for months. Now, I need to lay this out for you, lest you decide to destroy King, which King was probably wrong to do this. Had he sought out permission from the higher-ups, which you usually have to do to surrender, they would have all said no. But American forces in that jungle and the Filipinos fighting with us were starving to death. They were dying of thirst. They were dying of malaria. 80% had malaria and 50% had dysentery. I don't know about you, but I can do some amateur math, and that tells me many, many, many of our troops had malaria and dysentery at the same time. Quick side note for you, I've had dysentery. I got it in Thailand. I know, surprise, surprise. It feels like you swallowed razor blades. That's what it feels like. It's not a tummy ache. It feels like you swallowed razor blades, and I know this is gross, but you're going to need to remember it for just a minute from now. When you have to go, when you have dysentery, I cannot stress this point enough. It's not a normal, you know, green apple splatters. It's not asking permission. When you have to go, you're going now. It's horrific. It's a stomach parasite. It's horrific. I've had it. Our guys are starving to death. 
There's no water now in the jungle because it dried out. They're dying of thirst. They're dying of disease. And remember, they're fighting this whole way, so they're being shot to pieces. There are wounds everywhere. We can't get fresh bandages. Our force is dying to the last man and fighting like warriors. So people kill King for this, but King arranges a surrender that eventually was put on Wainwright, even though Wainwright really didn't do it. Wainwright was a lieutenant general, I believe, surrenders. Our guys surrender. Now the Japanese, again, remember, lived by their own rules, lived by their own code. Now we're going to talk about a few really, really sad things to just gear up for this. They had a habit of not marking their ships that were carrying our POWs with red crosses like you're supposed to do so those ships were kept safe. So on more than one ship, they would load our POWs in the bottom of the ship Seal the doors with almost no ventilation, no bathroom. Our guys would be kept without water. They'd throw a bucket of rice down. Now, not the whole bucket. They would dump a bucket of rice down in the gigantic hold where 500 to 1,000 of our guys were being held in total darkness. What else is accumulating on that floor? As you keep 500 to 1,000 men in there, if you want to eat and survive, you have to bend down and pick up pieces of rice that are mixed in with everything else. I know, it's ugly. Look, it's going to be ugly for a few minutes. Hang on. Got another great night's sleep last night because I am loving my ebb sleep. You know, it's not drugs. And I'll be frank about something. I don't want to go off on a tangent here. I have nothing against having a beer now and then. Certainly not uh, goody two-shoes by any means. But I don't like taking chemicals into my body. I just don't like it. I'm a big believer natural is more healthy. That's why even in my times where I was really, really having trouble sleeping, I didn't like taping, taking sleeping pills. I want natural solutions. With Ebb Sleep, you don't take anything into your body. You wear it. It is a wearable, drug-free solution. It uses precise, continuous cooling to calm down your racing thoughts and put you asleep. Go to tryebb.com slash jesse. That's tryebb.com slash jesse. Use the promo code jesse at checkout. Get 25 bucks off. Many of our POWs held in the bottom of a completely black hole. No food except the rice they're picking off the ground along with the own human waste, no water. 
Men begin to die pretty quickly down here in these conditions. Men begin to go insane down here pretty quickly in these conditions, as you can imagine. How much can the human mind possibly take? How much can the human mind take? If I locked you in an air-conditioned, air completely dark room with food, water, in a bathroom... How long could you last before you lost your mind? And then, if you can imagine a living hell like this somehow getting even worse, sadly, it got worse. You remember how I told you the Japanese didn't obey the laws of war, didn't mark the ships the way they're supposed to? Well, hang on. Jesse Kelly Show. This is the Jesse Kelly Show. Those ships, unmarked ships carrying our POWs sailing through the water. Eventually, an American submarine or two comes across them. Somehow found a functioning torpedo and sunk it to the bottom of the Pacific with our own guys on it. Happened more than once. And other people were forced to march. Here's the situation. Our guys surrender. The Japanese code, the Japanese culture at this time. I'm not defending it because some of this is just too sadistic, but the Japanese culture at this time did view you as less than human, less than a man. If you surrendered, you were supposed to kill yourself, period. Again, I've told the story before. It's a true story. Japanese mothers would hand their sons knives to kill themselves with rather than capture. That is commitment. Your own mom. Hey, make sure you die. Because it was such dishonor, not only on yourself, but your family back home. If you were captured, if you surrendered, you didn't do it. So all these Americans surrendering, the Japanese viewed them as less than human. Now, here you have a whole bunch of Americans. You have 75 miles to walk. And your superior in the Japanese army is breathing down your neck, telling you, you had better hurry up. We have other places to be. I don't have a way to properly describe this to you. I wasn't there. I can only say this. 
Remember our guys are sick as dogs. I want you to put in your mind what is the sickest you've ever been in your life. You'll remember something, whether it was food poisoning, the flu, Maybe you had something more severe. You know how you feel when you're sick. You can't hardly move. Lifting your arm can be exhausting. You don't want to talk. Now, I want you to picture this. You're the sickest you've ever been in your life. You're standing in the middle of a road, and it's 108 degrees outside. Did I mention you don't have any water? don't have any food, and haven't had any for a while, you're already skinny. And as you begin your march, the guards have no orders to get you there alive. In fact, they're looking for excuses to kill you. Remember that dysentery I told you about? Remember you have to stop? You have to stop. You stop, you get a bayonet in the ribs. Dead. Or shot. Or get your head cut off. One famous story. After they'd been marching for some time, had the troops stop in front of a bubbling spring of water. The Japanese made them stand there and stare at it. One American soldier loses his mind, as you can imagine, runs over, begins to drink from the water, doing anything he can to nourish himself. A Japanese soldier walks over to the man, pulls out his samurai sword, and with one stroke lops his head off. The Japanese have a few trucks where they only really let their troops ride. And again, we're getting to the point where you're really going to start having hatred bubble, but you need to know the Japanese would purposely swerve as they drove down the road to run over and kill our guys or mortally wound them. Are you starting to have a better idea of an 80-some-year-old man still hating them to this day? There is no defense of it. They would do things like once they got where they were going, the men who actually lived, the conditions in the prison camps were just as bad or worse. You remember that Lieutenant General Wainwright who surrendered? The Japanese thought that was hilarious. They had a Lieutenant General under them, so they would force him to salute and bow to them repeatedly. They would force our guys into slave labor, like building trenches around an airfield. And one time after our guys were done for the day, the Japanese, to amuse themselves, filled up a trench next door to the airport full of gasoline, told our guys an airstrike was imminent. Our guys ran into the trench where the Japanese then lit them all on fire. Some of our guys laid down and died. Some of our guys ran to the cliff to jump off. Only there were Japanese soldiers at the bottom of the cliff that shot them. Some of our guys, in what I consider to be one of the coolest, bravest things I've ever heard in my life, after they were set ablaze, ran up to Japanese soldiers and hugged them so they could burn them with them.
Colonel Suji was one of the most sadistic people in that war. He oversaw a lot of this stuff. And I'm going to stop now because I don't need to gross you out and bum you out on a Friday. Just know this. Never paid for his crimes and is still celebrated in Japan to this day. There is a chance, though, Colonel Suji got his in the end. There were roving bands of paid, unpaid, just vengeful people for years after the war hunting down escaped Nazis and others. We have no idea what actually happened to him, but what we do know is Colonel Suji years later took a vacation to Laos and disappeared and was never seen again. One can only hope somebody paid that man a visit in the middle of the night. I hear a lot of talk because of What's happening to our society? You see it. I don't have to elaborate on it. We'll get to your Ask Dr. Jesse questions here. A lot of a lot of talk out there about civil war this, and we need a war. Let's just get bloody in the streets. Let's just... You hear a lot of that from people who've never been in one and who don't really understand how unimaginably cruel man can be to another man you live in a judeo-christian society at least it used to be you were raised with a certain set of values probably in this society you had better understand this world and now this nation is full of people who don't recognize those values at all i'm looking at videos right now of americans running up to other Americans, homeless people, and lighting them on fire. In case you thought that was just a Japanese Army World War II thing. We really, really need to find a different solution than going ahead and fighting this thing out. Maybe that's where we are. Who knows? I can't see the future, but I'm telling you, there is so much ugliness out there, plenty of it, we had better find a solution. And I'll tell you something else. The solution is not you getting on your knees begging forgiveness for something you didn't do. That just ain't going to work. You know, your house smells. Don't get mad. Don't get mad. My house smells too. I'm not, I'm not indicting you. I'm sure you keep a clean home, but just time means you're going to acquire smells, whether those are cooking smells that get in your paint, your carpet. Maybe they're animal smells. Maybe you're a smoker or someone else was. Just living creates smells. I didn't realize that my home had a smell to it until I got my first Eden Pure Thunderstorm, the greatest air purifier I've ever, ever owned in my life. This thing, I had it plugged in for two hours. I came back in the room and my air smelled so clean. I now own three of them. I'm not making that up. This thing has absolutely changed me on top of what it's done for my allergies. Go get one. Get two. 
Be like me and get three. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE. That gets you 10 bucks off and free shipping. EdenPureDeals.com, promo code JESSE. If you are an accredited investor, U.S. oil and gas should be part of your investment portfolio. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. Beyond the possibility to invest in a sector that historically delivers sound returns, when you invest with Labrador Energy, you may be able to structure your investment to offset active or passive income. According to many sources, U.S. oil and gas drilling remains one of the best tax-advantaged income investments available. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. You may be able to reduce your tax liability while investing in a sector that historically delivers sound returns. Learn more at LabradorEnergy.com today. Offer for accredited investors only. Past performance is no indication of future results. Investing involves risk. Consult your legal, tax, and financial advisors and read the prospectus before making any investment decisions. Visit LabradorEnergy.com for the prospectus and more information. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation made a promise to ensure we never forget. Since then, it's been committed to supporting America's heroes and their families. Heroes like U.S. Army Specialist Michael Hook. Hook was killed in Iraq when his helicopter was shot down. He had enlisted in the military after graduating high school. He left behind a pregnant fiancé who gave birth to a son he would never meet. Thanks to the generosity of friends like you, Tunnel to Towers paid off the mortgage on his family's home, relieving a financial burden and bringing stability. The foundation helps Gold Star and fallen first responder families, as well as our nation's most catastrophically injured heroes and homeless veterans. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. 95 cents of every dollar you give goes directly to its programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. Never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices our heroes have made for us. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant, or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.